It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart of the Back Row. I'm a wife, mom super fan of all things friends today on the show charles barkley is quitting tv as soon as his contract is up because of cancel culture Uh, we've also got a game tales of florida man five random facts things we love and more first today is wednesday june 23rd 2021 and we got some holidays so we're almost halfway through this year i know can you believe it yeah. What are our holidays today, Mo? Our holidays are National Hydration Day. Yeah. Drink up that water. Drink. You know, when uh, when I was in high school, I had a teacher. His name was Chuck Tipton. He passed away uh, a few years ago. It was really sad. He's a really cool dude. Really great believer. Uh, molded me in many awesome ways when I was a teenager. Uh I remember when he was my choir teacher uh, senior year, and he had to leave school a couple for a couple of days because he had a kidney stone. And I remember he came back and he said, "Look, I know I'm just a choir teacher, and I know I try and teach you about life and things as well. But if there's only one thing you take away from this class, please drink water. (laughs) Drink so much water." Because this dude lived on soda. That's all he drank. And then he had the biggest kidney stone of all time. Yeah. They had to cut it out of him. Mm. It was the size of a golf ball. It was gigantic. Wow. (laughs) He regrets not drinking water. That's fair. (laughs) So since then, I really do. I drink a lot more water than anything else. Yeah. I typically reserve any kind of soda uh, for just mealtime. Mm-hmm. Except for today, I have a Baja Blast I've been sipping on all morning. Oh, speaking of Baja Blast, I didn't bring this up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't bring this up yesterday, which I meant to. Um, Baja Blast is back for the summer, like in stores. And last year, it comes out every summer, you know. Uh, the, the diet version, the zero sugar version, comes out every summer in stores. And last year, because of the pandemic, our Walmart got one stock of it. Of which I bought one case, and then they never got a restock because all the soda stores or soda companies like scaled back on production because mm-hmm. of COVID. So I got a tip that our Walmart had some, and uh, I went and they had six cases, and uh, I bought six cases. Matthew. <laughs> So selfish. I really am. So selfish. I'm the toilet paper hoarder of Baja Blast Zero Sugar because I'm afraid it will never come back again. (laughs) You know, on Monday, we talked about our wealth and how we spend our finances and our money. And 
You know, if the Just things that we're that doing, <laughs> yeah, if the things that we're doing with our money brings glory to God and I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> might want to might want to do heart. some praying. Check your heart. Friend. <laughs> I mean, only God knows. Only, only he knows, but uh, it seems fishy to me. <laughs> oh, hey, it's also National Pink Day. Okay. okay. I'm, I used to not be a fan of pink, but you know what? I'm cool with it now. It actually might be one of my favorite colors. What? Mm-hmm. My favorite colors are yellow and pink. <laughs> I don't understand. What's happened? What happened to me? Next. You have something to say? Are you all right? No. You're silent. Yeah. I've left you speechless. Uh-huh. Mm. You're as still as a koala. <laughs> Marsupial. Like a marsupial? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, it's also National Typewriter Day. I love a typewriter. I absolutely, whether it can be an electric typewriter uh, or just one of those old classic clickety clacks, mm -hmm. but just something about feeling that tunk, 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 tunk with every letter. Mm. Now, when you misspell something, exactly. not so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going in for the tactile sensation, yeah. nothing beats it. I. I Love do it. think it's probably like the ultimate fidget buster. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for actual typing purposes, mm, nope. Because <laughs> I'm going to end up making a mistake within the first word and it's ruined. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take exactly. Two. Yep. <laughs> Take 57. Yep. So we watched, uh, Chris and I watched The Shining for the first time ever. The Shining. Yeah. This past week, I want you to know he said that probably 50 times <laughs> in the course of From watching it. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. You want to get sued? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever actually watched it? The Shining? Yeah. The original movie? Yes, I have. Okay. So yeah. that was the thing. We had never, neither one of us had ever actually watched it. And it's one of those movies that like a lot of people talk about. You yeah. know, it's a classic, I guess. Anyway, it is a classic, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the main character is a writer and mm -hmm. he writes on a typewriter. And that's all that I can think is this huge stack of all, all work, work and, and no play, play makes what all it? work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's Johnny. Okay. Here's a question, though. Yeah. His name's Jack. Yeah. Where does Johnny come from? That's a that's a shortened that's a shortened nickname for for John Johnny Jonathan. Jack. Jack. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's did, one of the weird ones. I did ones. know that. I did. Now that you say it's like it, I Hank, do remember. It's like Henry and Hank. Like it's just a really weird jump. Yeah. But yeah. I do. Which I also didn't really think about. I have a son named Jonathan. I could call him Jack. Yeah. It's uh -huh. a fun name. Jack. I do like, I like the name it. Jack. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. We'll start calling him Jack. Go for it. He's going to be Jack? like, who's Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, it's game time. We're going to be playing Would You Rather, one of our standbys here, as I am back on my quest to win the back row undisputed championship title belt from Mo, who has held on to it for far too long. It ain't happening. Uh, I need it back. Please. Thank you. Mm, no. Uh, so, uh, Do you hold the other belt? 
I don't. I okay, hold no good. belts right now, and I'm so upset. I don't have the two words belt or the back row belt. I mean, they're both here. They're both, if you're on Twitch right now, you can see them both. Kind of. Yeah. You can see one, kind of, the other one. Sort of. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, yeah. neither of them belong to me, which is sad. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to uh, ask each other seven uh, would you rather questions each. And uh, the goal here is to pick the one that most people have chosen. Yeah. Not necessarily the one that we want, but what we think other people would do. Uh, so here we go. First one. Would you rather have a really high IQ or have a photographic memory? Oh, good grief. I like that one. You know, I feel like, though, if you had a photographic memory, then you could have a really high IQ. Or you could at least mimic it, because you just have it memorized. Yeah, you recall everything. (laughs) I'm going to say memory. Yeah, for sure. Photographic memory? Yeah. 52%. That's one in your favor. Good job. Would you rather be very rich or be president? I mean, that's a a no-brainer. If I'm president... I don't want to be president, though. I really don't want to be president. I don't, Who would want to be want president? Who would want to be woken up every day with problems? I'm going with rich. Lots of problems. I'm going with rich. <laughs> yeah, 79%. Okay. okay. 79. That's an unheard of level of <laughs> uh, favoritism there for yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be president. Yeah. The president does not make a lot of money. You think... You think when you're a kid that the president's got to make the most money, you know, of everybody in America. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. But when you consider, like, all of their stuff is taken care of, like, they're not paying bills on the White House. Well, they it? absolutely are. They're responsible for every... They pay for all the food. They pay for They pay for everything. It's like still a mortgage there. and the electric and the water. Oh, well, I, don't and... know. I don't know about all that. But, I mean, they do pay for a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. More money questions here. Would you rather inherit $25 million or earn $50 million through your hard work? <laughs> I mean... I'm going to inherit the 25, please. <laughs> 69% said earn $50 million through Dang. your hard work. Okay, good for so you. That's the next. Good for that's you. The next. You're better than me. Whatever. 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 <laughs> All right, number four. Would you rather have a horrible short term memory or a horrible long term memory? Ah. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Horrible long term. Um, wrong, but just really? barely. Fifty one percent said horrible short short term memory. I feel like having a bad short term memory would be more inconvenient. <laughs> like I'm on my like way to the fish. store. Wait, what was I going here for again? Wait, where was I going again? <laughs> Wait, who am I? No, <laughs> that's long term memory. <laughs> that's long term memory. How did I get here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That would be so much more inconvenient. All right. Would you rather be the richest person in the world or the smartest person in the world? Why are all these money for you? It's all money. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. This one is hard. Richest or smartest? Let's go. Smartest. 56%. Good okay. job. All right, uh, that's five so far. Two more. 
ad for Facebook. Who doesn't have Facebook by now? Or who hasn't heard of Facebook by now? We don't need ads. Uh, have, would you rather have lost all your memories or oh, lost a family member, lose a family member? Would you rather lose all your memories or lose a family member? This is sad. Can I pick the family member? This is member? a sad one. I mean, because if I get to keep all my memories, but I get, <laughs> I get to, to pick, pick who which I'm family losing? member I'm losing, that, it could be... <laughs> That's it, awful. It could be okay. That's the worst question you've ever asked. It could be okay. <laughs> I'm saying family. Mm, 56% the other way. Yeah. Lose all your memories. <laughs> no. They didn't think it through. Uh, they really right. didn't. Last one. Would you rather be a sports star... Or a celebrated academic. It's all smarts and riches. All smarts and riches with you today. Um, what was it? Sports star or what? Sports star or celebrated, celebrated academic. For my academics? I don't know. Sports star. <laughs> yeah, 55%. Okay, you these got... Are, those were stupid. You got four. Yeah, those yours were weren't, These weren't the great. That wasn't the greatest. All right, all right, all yeah. right. Uh, okay. Would you rather go to go to international vacation? We've talked about how these are written yeah, weird. Yeah, worded poorly. <laughs> Would you rather go to international vacation or get new TV? <laughs> international vacation. Seventy three percent. TVs are like a hundred bucks if you really need a small one. <laughs> uh, would you rather that all Rob? All robots become smarter than humans, or that all robots never become smarter than humans. Well, definitely the second stupid. one. You definitely, definitely you put, the second you one. You put it on some sort of filter. <laughs> you put some sort of filter on here. You did, huh? No, I didn't. Click. Seventy-six <laughs> percent. I'm calling shenanigans. Handed the phone right you to you. Put a filter on here. Would you rather look young and feel like an old person or Ooh. look old and feel like a young person? That's actually a hard one. <laughs> For most people. For me, no. I would rather look old and feel like a young person because I've always kind of looked old. But there's a lot of vain people in this world. <laughs> You're so vain. I would rather look old and feel young. Look old, feel young. No. Oh. Wrong. 51% would oh, rather look young and feel old. See, that one was harder. <laughs> I mean, that's my everyday life. Uh, would you rather have huge feet or have huge hands? I have huge feet. Um, I would rather have huge hands. <laughs> huge feet is a nuisance. Wrong. 53% would rather have huge oh, feet. That's, well, I probably should have thought about it. I was just answering myself. Well, oh, but well. really, when you think about it, having big feet is a bigger inconvenience than having big hands. I really hands. think so, yeah. You have to buy shoes for your feet. Right. You big hands can do a whole lot more than small hands can. I got, I got small hands for my feet. Compared to my feet, my hands are relatively small. Like, I can't really palm a basketball or anything like my older brother can. That is true. My older brother has hot dogs for fingers. They just, they never stop. They're foot-long hot dogs for fingers. Okay. <laughs> he could palm a watermelon sideways. Go ahead. <laughs> There's an ad. You talked for so long, I've had an ad popped up. <laughs> uh, there's the X. All right. Would you rather get $10,000 now or get $20,000 after two years? 
that's also hard because that's not a big difference for the patients in two years is an eternity when you're waiting on a big payout. But I'll say wait. Get 20 after two? Yeah. 62%. All right, all right. We're all, we're we're following the exact same pattern. So really? Far. Yes, yes, no, no, yes. <laughs> Interesting. I got to get these last two right to beat you. Interesting. Would you rather eat salty food or eat sweet food? Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. See... This is the kind of dumb stuff right here. Uh, like, oh, it's so Don't hard. Don't be looking over here. It's so Cause, hard. Because our Twitch friends are, are weighing in. They, they can't. But I mean, just like sweet, I feel like you would eventually have to get sick of it, right? Because too much sweet and it makes you feel sick. Oh, but too much salty, salty does doesn't make you feel sick. It just makes you feel super thirsty. I'm going to say salty. No. no. 65% said sweet. All right. Let me see if I can at least tie you. Would you rather be in prison for a year or live alone in your house in complete isolation for two years? Oh, definitely live alone. Yeah. For two years. 51%. Heck yeah. Yeah. We followed the exact same pattern. We really did. <laughs> kind of weird. It's very strange. Okay, well, since I didn't win, we get to take a break next week, and Mo gets to go up against one of you, one of our, our, our friends in our Discord, a backrowdiscord.com. Go join it. You might have a chance. Actually, I think the next one's already picked. We already promised the next one. But oh, that's right. you can get in the rotation. So Mo's going to take on one of you in a quiz next. Wednesday, uh, which will be recorded next Friday, probably. So, <laughs> so join us for that. Uh, that's game time, y'all. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, Tales of Florida Man. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180. LTN Radio. So this past weekend was my local con's first real in-person show in a very long time. And the guy who runs the show did an awesome job putting it all together. I went, I had a great experience, I got to do a lot of nerdy ministry, I was beside cool people overall, just a dope experience. The thing that was noticeably different though was the stark lack of volunteers now if you've been a part of a comic-con you know that comic-cons like most big events require the use and efforts of reliable dedicated volunteers and I realized that there was a kind of a gap in that need Saturday morning when I came in to set up my booth and you know there's let's say 400 vendors or artists trying to put up tables and chairs and booths and stuff and the one guy who's running it all is trying to put out all the fires and do all the things all by himself 
and I truly felt for him. And, you know, I hated to bug him, but I had to bug him a couple times. And you could see strongly that his stress level was, you know, pretty high. And that's what happens when we don't have the people we need to get the things done we need to get done. And Jesus talked about this with the disciples in Matthew 9, verses 37 and 38. He says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, as Christians, a lot of times we see things going wrong in churches, in ministries, in outreaches, and evangelism, and things like that. And we criticize, but we won't help ourselves. So let me ask you this. When is the last time you legitimately prayed for God to send people to do his work. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, Cancel Culture Claims Charles Barkley. Wow, that was a lot of C's all together. <laughs> uh, but before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Bring it. Is it about typewriters? No. Uh, Metallica is the only band to have performed in all seven continents. They performed in Antarctica? Apparently. For who? I don't know. The Penguins? Maybe. The Pingies? Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Play pe- for all those marsupials down in Australia? <laughs> well, I want to let y'all in on something, okay? The so, koalas are their biggest fans. <laughs> on, on Twitch, uh, we, re- we record our, our Tuesday shows on Twitch. And one of the fun things you can do is uh, as uh, the more you watch us on Twitch when you're following us, you earn little, like, nerd cred coins. And you can spin those coins by making us do things on some of our shows or our other streams that we do. And one of the fun things for the podcast that uh, a lot of our listeners, particularly our friend Lark, like to do is word sneak. And the rule for that is she gives us some random word, whatever she chooses, and we have to sneak it into what we're saying. Uh without drawing big attention to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until yesterday, uh, every one of them has been done by me. Like, I've been able to sneak the word in. Uh, and someone kind of challenged Mo, saying, it's always Matt that does it. So we, we let it up. We, we gave it to Mo, said, you got to sneak this in. We're talking about reality TV shows. You got to sneak in the word marsupial somewhere in this segment. And... Uh, the segment went on for like 10 minutes and yeah. you could see people in the chat, like try and help her out. Like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> and she did it so masterfully. <laughs> like I, it was so good. If you weren't listening for it, it sounded very natural. Yeah. And so that's why we've been saying the word marsupial a lot, both yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's fun. It it's is fun. fun at this point. One it's, of the fun things. It's very enjoyable. We've had to sneak in kumquat before, um, oh, I can't even remember all of them, but yeah, yeah, it's always, it's always fun. It's always fun to sneak them in. And some random word, <laughs> just super off the wall. 
Anyway, uh, number two, people are between one and two centimeters taller in the morning than at night. <laughs> what? 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 So I'm trying, I've been trying to figure this one out and I halfway wonder if it's just because like when we first wake up in the morning, we stand up a little taller, we're a little more straight than what we are at night. Well, I can't imagine that's what it means because that doesn't mean you're actually short. It just means you're slouching. I don't know. I'm thinking more along the lines of it might might have something to do with the amount of fluid retention in your body. (laughs) Like it expands you just slightly. Uh, So we retain water in the morning, so we're taller in the morning? Maybe, like overnight, like all the pee you got to get out of your system. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. know. Maybe somebody can answer this for us. a weird fact. (laughs) One of our listeners. By the way, twitch.ltnonair.com. That's where you go to follow us to do that. Yes. In Arizona, you legally cannot feed garbage to pigs without first getting a permit. Uh, So... They they will give you a permit for it? Apparently. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one irks me. Irks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like, beyond belief irks okay. me. What is it? NFL refs also receive Super Bowl rings. <laughs> Why does that irk you? Because the refs have so much power. In the NFL. You're right. Refs are the worst. And have no accountability (laughs) at all. They can make a call that ruins a game, ends a game for a team. And then the next day, you know, the the forces that be, the higher ups, they watch the replay and they're like, oh, that was the wrong call. But guess what? Game's over. It's done. It's in the books. Mm-hmm. And there is it. no accountability for that ref. There is no like, <laughs> hey, you made this wrong call. You're suspended for the next game or nothing. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> and not only that, but they also get a Super Bowl ring. Well, let's see. Let's for see what? what for what? <laughs> they get a Super Bowl ring for doing what? I also feel like would it have, would it be like, is it the same one that the winners get? I, you know. And well, the winners, because they, they etch the winners, like, right. team on it, right? Right. What if they, like, I don't want a, a ring with the, the, the Browns, the on, Browns it. on it, so yeah. I'm going to help this other team yeah, win. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to help the Patriots win. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the Patriots have won so many stinking or Super whatever Bowls. whatever team Tom Brady's on this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's funny. Uh, lastly, caterpillars have 12 eyes. Do they still have that many when they turn into butterflies? Ooh. Or do they lose eyes? Or do they gain eyes? Ooh. I need to know. And now. Part of... A, <laughs> 10 of their eyes decompose <laughs> in the... Gross. What is that called? Why can in the cocoon? The cocoon. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I wanted to call it a sack, and I was like, that's not right. In the caterpillar sack. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time for Tales of America's Worst Superhero, Florida Man. Listen, he's kind of becoming my favorite superhero. (laughs) First headline, Florida Man named Florida commits an absurd series of crimes. So is this, it Florida this or Florida? Florida. Florida. It is prominent rapper Florida. Flo, wait, not rapper. R and B singer. I don't know what he is. Florida. Florida. Uh, I don't know. 
perennial AGT guest star. <laughs> He's always doing something in the finale. That is true. <laughs> did you did you hear about that time that promotion with Walmart that Flor- Florida did? Mm-mm. It was like uh, I think it was a competition on Facebook. Like the the Walmart who was able to receive the most amount of new likes in a month. Uh, Walmart would send Florida to that town to perform a concert. Really? And the internet being what it is, they wanted to banish him to Alaska. So they gave this very remote Walmart in Alaska in a town of like 300 people the most likes. And he went. And he held a concert there. Good for him. (laughs) Way to go, Flo. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, All right. So here we go. (laughs) According to WFLA Florida, uh, or sorry, according to WFLA Florida, the person went on a burglary spree in uh, Zephyr Hills, Zephyr Hills, Florida. (laughs) Sorry. Why isn't that two words? Why is it one word? It's... (laughs) Uh, over Memorial Day weekend, police say it began when Florida broke into a restaurant, stole booze seltzers, White Claw, uh, left and threw them in a retention pond out back. Uh, next, police say Florida stole clippers, a charging stand, and earbuds from a local barbershop. Uh, when that was over, he allegedly broke into a different barbershop and stole more clippers. Uh, then Florida reportedly broke into a carpet store, store and stole nothing. Then cops say he broke into a bakery and stole cash and a variety of nonsensical items. Next, he allegedly broke into a veterinarian clinic, then a cat rescue, stole a ring camera off someone's house, and finally reportedly broke into a truck and stole a briefcase. To recap, he allegedly illegally entered the following places. Two barbershops, a restaurant, a carpet store, a vet, a cat rescue facility, and a truck. And he took the items that did did not belong to him that included hair clippers, white claw, cat cat wormers, animal pain medications, syringe coins, a briefcase, a ring doorbell, keys, jackets, and scissors. Okay, here's the thing. They said, what What was it where they said that he had stolen nonsensical items? Which Which one of the many places that he broke into? Um, it was a bakery. Okay, listen, y'all. He stole nonsensical items from every place he broke into. <laughs> it wasn't just the bakery. <laughs> Uh, police were able to find an arrest. Uh, Lawrence Franklin King, Florida, who admitted to his crime spree. Uh, authorities also say that he was helpful in showing police where he threw most of the stolen items. So he bought there, he stole them, and didn't even keep them. He just threw them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, he threw the white claws into a retention pond. So I'm wondering if he like wanted to keep them cool and knew he was going to go back and get them later. <laughs> Maybe. All right, next headline. Florida man looking for shark teeth in river gets head bitten by an alligator. This is one of those distinctively Florida titles here. (laughs) Uh, A Florida man is recovering after being bitten in the back of the head by an alligator while looking for prehistoric shark teeth in a river. Jeffrey Himes suffered a skull fracture in the attack, which happened last Sunday in Sarasota County. He needed 34 staples to close the wound. He also suffered puncture wounds on his hand from an alligator bite. The 25-year-old Tampa man thought he had been uh, hit by a boat propeller until he saw the alligator looking at him. Uh, It felt very heavy, and it really felt like it was moving very fast, he told CNN. It felt blunt. felt like a blunt force. I didn't feel the cutting. I felt a pulling. 
Uh, Heim says he dived in the river several times before and had entered the water at a public spot near a restaurant. Heim spent about 10 minutes looking for gators in the water while he put on his wetsuit but didn't see anything before he got in the water. He was free diving without scuba tanks, so he took a few deep breaths and dove down in hopes of finding megalodon teeth in the gravel at the bottom of the river. Heim was underwater for about 45 seconds when the alligator struck. Uh, after the initial bites, uh, Heim says he was able to back away and climb back onto the riverbank as the alligator lunged at him. Uh, he says an ex-firefighter at the restaurant got there first uh, to establish uh, first aid, bandaged his head while he called 911. Uh, <laughs> he said, I was so lucky I was in a public place and that there were people who I was able to call over for help. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Heim says he joked and made light of what happened when he first got to the hospital, but he had a very religious and emotional moment as he was about to get a CT scan when he realized how lucky he was to survive. Listen, I'm just taken back by the fact that he was holding his breath for 45 seconds underwater. <laughs> That's impressive. It is impressive. He must be part fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, a small Florida town accidentally sold its water tower for $55,000. How does this happen? When business owner Bobby Reed approached the Brooksville City Council about purchasing a municipal building at the base of a small Florida city's water tower, he didn't expect the water tower to come with it. Reed discovered the mistake after the property had been sold to him for $55,000. The certified personal trainer intended to turn the building, which various city departments used for storage, into a personal training studio named Downtown Athletics. But when he went to the county property appraiser's office to get an address for his new business, the county told him he'd receive much more than the building several thousand gallons more i immediately went through the necessary steps to deed the water tower back to the city of brooksville (laughs) the city's intention was to sell me a split section of the parcel with a small garage the surprise purchase boiled down to a mix-up over the legal description for the property uh i mean just (laughs) how how bad do you have to feel (laughs) if you're the person that pulled the wrong file (laughs) There you go. Here's all our city's water. Go swim in it. It's yours. I'm kind of curious how this is going to play out. Like, He could be a, a small town evil villain yeah, at this point. Yeah, for real. I have your water now. What are you going to do? <laughs> I demand one billion dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the cost I mean, of just, water to yeah. you? Florida. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Who are you helping, Florida, by existing? Wow. And that's wow. Tales of Florida Man. Wow. That was, was a little hard. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about uh, something Charles Barkley said leading, leading into a larger discussion. Uh, so are you a fan of basketball? Are you a fan mm-hmm. of no, football? No, I'm, I'm not a not a basketball fan. Not a basketballer? Mm-mm. But you know who Charles Barkley is. He's a f- famous Famous, famous from when we were childhood. I do remember him. Childhood. In sort childhood. Of. Sort uh, of, kind of. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is a, he's a funny dude. He's a funny guy. Like, he, he, he jokes around a lot. Him and Shaq are always cracking each other up on Inside the NBA over on TNT. 
Uh, and they've been doing so for, I think, six or seven years now. It's been a long-running show. It's one of the most popular shows on TV, T- TNT and one of the most popular sports-related shows that aren't actual games. And uh, he has a running joke at the expense of San Antonio. Um, like the city? The city. Okay. Because when he was a, a active in the NBA... His team had a rivalry with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. So that was the team. And when you're in sports, you talk trash about the other team's city. Sure. In good humor. Yeah. It's not a malicious thing. It's eh. a good humor thing. And so he's told several jokes at San Antonio's expense uh, and, you know, playful town rivalry. And he's far from the only one that's done it. However, when he joined the TNT inside the NBA desk, his jokes made their way into a more public forum, uh, often egged on by co-host Shaq, as he repeats what are largely the same handful of jokes over and over again. Uh, but there's one set of jokes that seem to have gotten the most traction for laughs, especially from Shaq, who always eggs him on. And it's the big old women of San Antonio. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play for you a clip of what this joke is like, as well as a little bit more of, of his San Antonio bashing. Okay. And I want to get your reaction to it. All right. If I go to San Antonio, I'm going to get a bunch of churros. <laughs> what kind, wait, what, what kind of women are in San Antonio? Oh, <laughs> some big old women oh, down there. Why would you say that? That's, a, that, that, that's that? a gold mine for Weight Watchers. Why? Why? Say that. Why does every conversation oh, about San Antonio yeah, every, eventually hey, come around come to... Uh, they have spandex in San Antonio. No, no, no. And Victoria, definitely a secret. <laughs> oh, man. They can't wear no Victoria's secret down hey, there. Hey, it's a secret. Hey, some you know, big old women. Charles, all you're trying to do right now... Hit them out the park. It's like Victoria, Shaq. Victoria's secret down there. Oh, man. It's not even slow pitch. That's a gold mine. That's a gold mine. That's a gold mine. They're down there be wearing bloomers. All he does. They wear big old bloomers down there, Ernie. They're not wearing no... In the event that San Antonio goes... Ain't nothing skimpy down in San Antonio, Chuck. And we're there. How do you like... You like the river walk? Oh, that's a creek. It ain't a river. Oh, Come on, man. That ain't no river. Way back. Come on, man. That's a creek. A dirty creek, I might add. Ernie, would you eat fish out of there? Nobody eats fish out of it. That's my point. If it was a river, you'd eat fish out of it. (laughs) Oh, um, okay. So you hear what he's saying. You hear the jokes. They're they're clearly uh, at the expense. But at the same time, you also hear all of the other hosts egging him on, laughing along, repeating the jokes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's clear they're... It, it's it's done to poke fun at it. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, there there was even a segment on the show once because it had become such a running thing, where they went to San Antonio. They took one person to San Antonio and had them interview a bunch of women from San Antonio, in which they set them all up with an insult of Charles Barkley uh, about how he's got a terrible golf swing, how he's never been able to grow hair, you know, all kinds of things. It's been a playful deal. Okay. Uh, so, what are your initial thoughts? Big <laughs> um, um, old women in San Antonio. Yeah, gold mine for Weight Watchers. Um, I do agree with the thing about the uh, the 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 river walk, though. It's not a river; it's a creek. I I uh, I had taken my I move helped my mom move to uh, New Braunfels, and I stayed in a hotel on the river walk just so I could get up early that morning and walk it because I hadn't been there as an adult. 
that thing is dirty. Oh yeah, <laughs> you it cannot is very dirty. see in the water. Yeah. <laughs> If there are fish, you can't tell. Yeah. It is so dirty. <laughs> I don't know a river. They might, yeah, they might all be that way. That is clean, but, though. But you're right up against it in an area that's uh, now, you know, full of buildings. You yeah. Know, you feel like you'd expect it to be cleaner than a oh, no. natural river somewhere. No, that no. makes me feel like it would be even more dirty. I'm yeah, honestly surprised there's not, not more trash in it because... The river walk is lined with restaurants. It really is, yeah. You know, and bars, and <laughs> you can't tell me that people aren't throwing their trash in it, you know? <laughs> so I'm honestly surprised with how clean the river walk actually is. <laughs> sure, the water itself is dirty. It's. What's the word? Mucky. Mucky. Thank Mucky. you. I was going to say muggy, and I was like, no, that's no, not right. <laughs> um, anyway, I. It's a little bit cringy. It's cringy. It's a little cringy yeah. for sure. <laughs> but it's also slightly humorous. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to open up this discussion a little bit on cancel culture. Stick around. This week in Nerd History, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Nerd History. This quote with an elusive meaning was first spoken by Jack Nicholson playing the Joker in the film Batman, released worldwide on June 23, 1989. It also starred Michael Keaton as the Dark Knight and his alter ego, Bruce Wayne. Tim Burton, the director of the movie, had this to say about the film. I was never a giant comic book fan, but I've always loved the image of Batman and the Joker. The reason I've never been a comic book fan, and I think it started when I was a child, is because I could never tell which box I was supposed to read. I don't know if it was dyslexia or whatever, but that's why I loved The Killing Joke, because for the first time I could tell which one to read. It's my favorite. It's the first comic book I've ever loved, and the success of those graphic novels made our ideas more acceptable. A dark graphic novel inspired a darker take on the live-action Batman who was previously portrayed in a goofy, light-hearted manner by Adam West. Many see 1989's Batman as the turning point for superhero movies, leaving the campiness behind and inspiring a grittier tone. And its effects are still happening, as it has been confirmed that Keaton's Batman will be returning in the Flash movie set for release in 2022. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're talking about cancel culture coming for Charles Barkley. All right. So I, we, we played you the segment. We told you about the big old women of San Antonio skit uh, joke that he comes off with. Uh, so apparently there was a, a, a woman from San Antonio who wrote this big, long article uh, basically claiming essentially it's a hate crime. You know, it's hate speech. Uh, it's mocking, uh, it's fat phobic, it's you know, all this kind of stuff. Charles Barkley does love to have fun on the air. Uh, we had that, uh, we played that clip, we showed you how it, it wasn't just, you know, him at the desk making jokes at that expense and everyone else is just like, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know, they're all having fun laughing at it. But uh, 
this thing came out and apparently TNT basically spoke to him and said, you can't say that anymore because of this one article. Uh, he went on a radio show uh, early, or at the end of last week and basically said, it's gotten so out of hand right now. I couldn't imagine having to watch myself. You can't even have fun nowadays without these jack donkeys trying to get you canceled and things like that. Listen, I'm trying to hang on for another couple of years until I'm 60 and then they can kiss my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Barkley went on to say, all we ever talk about behind the scenes now is, yo, man, be careful going in this direction. We can't even have fun anymore. We've had fun all these years, and now all of a sudden, in the last year and a half, everyone's trying to get everybody fired, and it really sucks. So, yeah, Chris, or Chris, Charles Barkley is over it, uh, and uh, he, he has talked about maybe leaving that show and running a podcast uh, with Shaq. <laughs> Might be joking. Who knows? But they are very funny together. Uh, I'm not a sports person, but I do love watching Shaq and Charles Barkley interact yeah. on Inside the NBA. It's actually There's quite a few clips online. So that clip that I played in that last segment, there's actually like 15-minute, 20-minute long compilations of all these different times that he said it. And the more you watch it, you realize, number one, he's, he says the same five lines every single time. It's always those five lines. Weight Watchers, Victoria's Secret, Bloomers, Churros, and that's it. I'm, or I guess four lines then. That's, that's okay. all it is. He repeats them over and over again. But it's always kind of funny every time. <laughs> like, you'll watch a compilation of it like 10 different times he does it, and all 10 times you're laughing at it. They're all laughing at it. Um, <laughs> so even even some folks who are are generally on the the more liberal side of things have come out kind of in support of Charles Barkley saying that this, this is cancel culture going a bit too far. Like it's, it's clear that these are, are, you know, lighthearted, good natured ribbing kind of jokes. Mm -hmm. It's it. And there is typically considered to be a, a level of good humor associated with sports rivalries where this comes about. Um, and so, we won't read that one. Uh, but is there, is there such a thing as insulting jokes done in good humor anymore in our society? Can, no. Like, can we do that? No. Mm -mm. Yeah, because, I mean, even comedians who make a living by doing this, their entire act, even comedians are getting canceled for the things they say that are clearly jokes. Mm -hmm. Most of the things comedians say, they don't even really believe they're designed to provoke you into laughing, mm -hmm. to catch you off guard. Yeah. Um, in Canada, comedians are getting arrested for this. Really? Under hate crime uh, laws. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make a difference if the joke is broadly attributed as opposed to singling out people specifically. So like in this instance, one of the, one of the defenses that Charles Barkley came out with saying is that I'm not saying that there's a single person in San Antonio who's fat and I'm aiming all my jokes at that one person. It's, it's a broad joke about fictional women in my head. Does that make a difference? Or should it make a difference? Uh, I believe 100% it should make a difference. Yeah. He's not... Again, he's not singling out 
I like Betty Sue Johnson, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorothy Craig, uh-huh. these, all yeah. these women, them big old women. In uh-huh. San <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, th- there's a line, and I don't think he crossed it. No. And quite <laughs> honestly, if we're being clear, he didn't say... Anything terribly offensive or negative about big old women? He really didn't. He, right. Oh, I'm, so, and that, I'm sorry. Yeah, finish your thought, and then I have something to add to it. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, first of all, he never said fat women. He said big old women, which to me means something totally different. I When I think of a big old woman, I don't necessarily think fat. Well, I do think he does imply it with the churros part. <laughs> So they're eating churros, big old women. Uh, listen, I can put down but some he's churros. Also, but he's also not thin himself. That's the thing. <laughs> and he knows this. That's the thing. In fact, one of his jokes was about the same thing. He's like, I got to apologize to San Antonio. And he made it build up like he was saying he was going to apologize for telling all these jokes. He said, I was in San Antonio the other day and I had my very first churro. Those things are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Said before long, I'd eaten five or six of them. <laughs> so, you know, he, he, it's clearly tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's clearly a running joke, running gag, tongue in cheek thing. I mean, when you break it down for what he was actually saying, there's nothing malicious, nothing hateful in what he was saying. Yeah, definitely nothing fat phobic. Right. In what he was saying. Right. At all. Uh, so the other aspect of this, of course, is TNT. TNT is the one that is caving, uh, forcing him to police his own speech, mm-hmm. not say jokes about San Antonio, specifically mm-hmm. the one about big old women, mm-hmm. based off of one single article. Should companies be forced to comply like this to things of this nature? No. No. Um. And that's that's the thing that I think so many of us have forgotten is there is freedom there, whether right or wrong or indifferent, there is freedom, you know, and Charles Barkley has the freedom to say things as long as they're not directly attacking some one person. And their physical safety. Right. If it's not like slander, libel, uh, direct hate speech Mm -hmm. towards a single individual. Yeah. Or even racist speech or anything like that. Those those kind of things, I can all see uh, a clear argument to kind of police. (laughs) Yeah. Not necessarily saying make it illegal, but, you know, call them out for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, But this is a, a generic general joke. That I don't think should threaten someone's job. Yeah. Now, can we go f- too far in the other direction, fighting against cancel culture? Um. Because, like you know, like I was saying, don't necessarily want to make it illegal to to say terrible things. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to celebrate the ability to say everything that we want. Sure. Like I think, I think there have been a lot of people on the conservative side of things that are so gung ho about you know the free speech aspect that they're like we should be able to say racist things. 
Yeah. We should be able to insult people directly. We should be able to yell fire in a crowded theater when there's no fire. <laughs> you know, these kind of things. Yeah. And I think we can go too hard in, in fighting it to the point where we actually convince more people that maybe the other side is the more reasonable side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to get to Canada. I don't want to be Canada. I don't want to arrest people for saying anything, no matter how horrible it is. Uh, aside from maybe yelling bomb in an airplane terminal or something like that. Right. But, but at the same time, I don't want to just write a blank check for anybody to just say the worst possible things they can anywhere they want without consequence. Mm-hmm. No, I'm... And if I'm being really honest, I think it boils down to it boils down to a cultural problem, but not in the way that you probably are thinking I'm going. Um, as a culture, as a whole, we are fearful of addressing things to people on a personal level. We don't want to sit down and have hard conversations with people anymore. We're fearful of the retaliation. We're fearful of how that conversation is going to go. We're fearful of losing a friendship or a relationship with a family member because we are disagreeing with them on some level. And so because relationships have changed in that way, because we don't have people in our lives holding us accountable, people who are willing to say, hey, yeah, that that's not cool. You know, we shouldn't let's not say that anymore. And let me explain why, you know, let's have a conversation as to why that's not the best thing to say, why that's not acceptable. Um, because we're not having those conversations. People are going around with this false idea of what's OK. Yeah. Um, and. There's a whole lot of attention that gets placed on those people. A lot of times it's not good attention. It's negative attention, um, but it's still attention. And I think a lot of times we're seeing more people uh, leaning towards those insensitive, unacceptable remarks just simply to get the thrill factor of the attention that they get from it mm. afterwards. I got gotcha. you. If more people were willing to not laugh, whether it's a true laugh or not, you know, whether it's a, a fake, oh my gosh, that's painful to hear laugh. Mm -hmm. If more people were willing to not laugh at those kind of comments and be like, yo, mm, let's not, that wasn't cool. Mm, uh. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I think that we would see a lot less of these painful insults that come from a really malicious place. Yeah. I really do. I think that if we just had more relationship with each other, more accountability, um, and not through a cell phone screen or a computer screen, actual face to face relationship, I think things would be a little different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And even as far as, as things that could be helpful, like you said, accountability, um, like one of the things, fat phobia is one of the big, uh, issues right now of, of people saying that this is a big deal and widespread thing and, and labeling anything that even promotes healthier weight 
or even trying to lose weight as mm-hmm. fat phobic. Yeah. Um, and so much so that we even saw it with the pandemic. I don't remember the number, but it's something like seven. It's like a vast majority. It's something like 70% of the people that had a uh, really, really hard time with COVID or even died from COVID were obese Mm. or at least severely overweight. And while early on we did hear about how, yes, if you're overweight, that's one of the risk factors of having a worse time with it. Mm -hmm. We didn't hear anybody mention, I never heard it ever, maybe try and lose some weight in order to uh, not have a, if you catch it, it won't be as hard of a Mm -hmm. uh, shock to your system. Nobody said anything about trying to police what you eat or to exercise at your home, mm-hmm. to use this time at home that you're stuck in quarantine to try and get in better shape mm-hmm. or anything like that. Nobody mentioned it as a part of the problem. I think just because we were terrified of insulting people. Mm-hmm. And I say this as a very obese man. How did, why did I have to not know about it for so long? Like, I'm not saying that would have changed anything for me. I'm not saying that that, you know, hearing that because I'm overweight, I could have a worse time with it or even uh, have a higher risk of dying from it that I would have, you know, immediately changed my, my health regimen and my eating routine. But I might have. I might have thought twice about doing some of the stuff. I might have thought twice about sitting there and depressingly eating food during the entire quarantine or breaking my keto that first time because that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I might have thought a little harder about it. I might have fought a little harder about it to continue to lose weight. Why would that be a bad thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really think it comes down to this. It comes down to the fact that we're terrified to offend anybody Mm -hmm. for fear that they're just going to not hear us anymore. And that's the fault of the people who take the offense Mm -hmm. too easily. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't be offended, but I am saying that doesn't mean that you should just turn off your ears and not actually listen to what's being said otherwise. No, if anything, you feel if you start to feel offense, you need to listen in more. You need Mm -hmm. to lean into the conversation more and and listen better. Mm hmm. And so we have a lot of people having to apologize uh, in our culture. And Charles Barkley has made it a big point. He ain't apologizing for nothing mm-hmm. uh, for this thing because he thinks it's stupid. And in many cases, it is. Um, but there have been two uh, recently that uh, are surprising and kind of ridiculous. One is Lynn manuel Miranda who not only has had to already apologize for Hamilton, even though it was a uh, nearly all person of color cast, because he didn't focus hard enough on slavery during the show, he had to come out and to apologize. But he's also come out with a new movie, a uh, new musical. Uh, oh, what's it called? The Heights. Oh, yeah. You might have seen the yep. for, on Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, I think, which, again, is also almost an entire cast of people of color. He has been called out as as almost racist because he didn't have enough darker skinned black Latinos 
So we're not even talking about a specific race or anything. We're getting now down to like a three qualifier type of person. Mm -hmm. The pigmentation of their skin. The amount of pigmentation in a biracial person. We need more biracial people with darker pigmentation. And because you didn't have enough of these in the movie, he had to post a big, long apology about how how terrible it was for him to uh, not have sufficient representation in this movie. And he bows, and he does this. He does this whole long apology. And I feel like that's... I feel like that's not right. Mm-mm, it's not. It's. I mean, I'm not saying that if you're a person of that uh, race and, and pigmentation, that it's wrong for you to wish that there were more of those specific type of people in the movie. But to flat out just imply that he's racist for it not being there and to basically bully him into apologizing for it. That's too far. It is too far. And what they don't realize they're doing is there there is a large number of Latino Latinos who are lighter skinned. And because they're lighter skinned, that devalues who they are. Right. You have to say there's good, there's gotta be less of them. Essentially. Anytime you're saying there's gotta be more of one, you have to say there's gotta be less of another. Exactly. And while that tends to be okay sometimes when it's person of color versus white people uh, because we get that. There's always been more white people representation in movies and stuff. In this instance with this movie, it just feels almost pedantic, semantic. It feels like you were looking for a reason <laughs> mm-hmm. to be upset. Uh, this also happened with Aaron from The Office. Uh there was a whole article about how, oh, great, Aaron from The Office is a racist. You want to know what the justification was? Hmm. She won a beauty contest in 1999 with a, a uh, organization that back in the 1800s had some ties to uh, a racist organization. It was implied that it was the KKK, but it was not. Uh so she won when she was 19 years old. Uh, those any racial ties or any racist ties that this company had were uh, like renounced long, long before, before any of us were born. Yeah. But because it once did, now Ellie Kemper Kempler is a racist, and of course she wrote an apology. Saying, and this is this is a heart, and, and there's a specific point in here I really want to read, so I'm just going to read it so you can see how heartbreaking this is. When I was 19 years old, I decided to participate in a debutante ball in my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had a uh, unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past, and I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. At the same time, I acknowledge that because of my race and my privilege, I am the beneficiary of a system that has dispensed unequal justice and unequal rewards. 
There is a very natural temptation when you become the subject of internet criticism to tell yourself that your detractors are getting it all wrong. But at some point last week, I realized that a lot of the forces behind the criticism are forces I've spent my life supporting and agreeing with. What she is saying right there is that I know I'm not a racist. I know that because I was in this thing doesn't mean I was a racist. But because I agree with, with these, these people, people on, on everything else, I must they're agree. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I must be racist. <sighs> That's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. That's heartbreaking to the point where it feels like white people or anybody who's accused of racism or sexism or anything else, even if they feel and could almost equivocally prove that they're not feel like they have to admit to being this thing. Otherwise, there's no chance that they're not going to get canceled. Mm. They have to lie about being racist. This is what this person said. We've actually come to the point now where white people believe they need to lie about being racist or being complicit in racism to win approval. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a heartbreaking time. It is heartbreaking. It is it almost feels like a lose-lose battle. Mm -hmm. And what stinks and what I don't think a lot of people realize is, you know, when you point a finger and you call someone a racist or you point a finger and you assume someone's race and their stance on certain, uh, certain things, yeah. um, you in fact are being racist and you don't even realize it. Yeah. But just a few months ago, I had my son who was called a racist by someone of color. Um, he was called a white boy racist. And that broke my heart because if you knew our, our family history, if you knew where we actually come from, if you will, you would know we're more Cherokee Indian than we are anything. And to look at us and assume that simply because our skin is lighter, that we're white. That was heartbreaking to me. Yeah. It was incredibly heartbreaking. Um, one, to have the comment about my child when there was nothing there to make the comment in the first place. But two, to kind of be on the, the other side, the receiving end of being judged for my race. Yeah. Being judged for my color when you really don't know anything about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a lose-lose battle in in this situation. We can be called racist all day long simply because our skin is lighter in tone. But I mean, and that's the and uh, yeah, critical race theory is a whole another topic we can get on, but that's essentially what we're being taught. Yeah, we're being taught now, or we're being told to tell children that because you are white, you are racist. You have no, you have no choice in it. Even if you don't feel like you're racist, that is inherent in you mm -hmm. because of your skin tone. Yeah, and that's. <laughs> The fact that this is this has gained so much traction to become the mainstream narrative, how is nobody seeing that this isn't helping? I don't know. How is nobody seeing that this is just making the problem worse? I, <laughs> we are at the point now where there are colleges who are separating their graduations, segregating them by color, 
Guys, this is the stuff we were fighting against. Yeah. 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. That kind of segregation was bad. And now it's being celebrated as something to set to set different people of color apart from white people. It's and even now we're sitting here and we're talking about this and I feel uncomfortable because I'm white and I'm saying things that I know go against the mainstream narrative and it makes me feel guilty for even talking about it. And that's because it's been beaten into me over these last few years of I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this because I'm white. Mm-hmm. It's See, the same argument that, that I'm sorry. It's the same argument that, that we had a few years ago over abortion because I'm not a, a woman. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on whether or not a unborn child is a human. Like, where does that make sense? It doesn't. Here's my stance on it. And I, I may lose people who think, I don't know. I may lose fans, if you will, if I have fans. I don't think I have fans, but I may lose fans for saying this. Um, I have an opinion, and I have a right to that opinion, because I have people of color within my family who I love dearly. I have people of color who, if I were to lose them in any way, it would be life-shattering for me. My best friend's daughter is biracial and she is going to be judged simply because of her skin tone. The older she gets, she will. And that is something that it, that's just reality. But if there were ever to be something to happen to her in a negative, derogatory, malicious manner, simply because of her skin tone, it would be life shattering to me. Yeah. Life shattering. And because of her and because of several others within my family, I have a right to my opinion, irregardless of my skin tone. Yeah. That being said, where we are today as a people, where we stand on racial issues is not what Martin Luther King fought for. It's not what Rosa Parks fought for. It's times like this that I wish they were still here Uh because I would love to hear their opinions on it. Uh And quite honestly, I think that it would be shocking to the majority that the majority would find themselves sitting on the opposite side of our nation's greatest because they are so far from where we are today. Everything that they fought for, everything that their lives were for was kind of in vain at this point. And don't hear any of this and hear us saying that we don't believe racism exists or there's still a, a systemic problem in many areas in this nation. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. We've had several shows last year uh, where we've talked about this as an issue and not coming from a, a, a point where we think we have the answers either. But 
addressing that, yes, this is definitely a problem that needs to be solved. But what we are saying is that the methods that we're going about trying to solve it right now are going in the opposite direction yeah. of what should be happening. We're trading in one evil for another. We're trading in what should be a race for equality to a race towards more segregation. Yeah. And... I mean, who's expecting it to work? And the other issue with the cancel culture, because this is the wider thing that we're talking about is cancel culture, is that it doesn't matter what you do. Every time one side gives in to the other side, the other side is not satisfied. It's more and more. It's take and take. It's change the move the goalposts. It always is because every time something is given away, it doesn't fix the problem. It's the it's the definition of insanity. Keep trying the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We keep going in this this far off direction, far away from black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestant and Catholics joining hands, singing the words of the old Negro spiritual free at last to. Well, you're racist because you were born white. Mm -hmm. Last year, there was a uh, a black man who was on YouTube, and he was trying to fight what had become a crazy situation at this point. And he went up to white people in public and said... Because you're white and my people were enslaved by your people, now, in order to support our cause, I need you to get on the ground and kneel before me and apologize to me. And every single person he went up and said that to did it. And then he told them, please get up and please don't do this. This is not solving the problem. This Mm -hmm. is causing more division. And the fact that you were so quick and so willing to do this says that you're scared. And if you if you have to be scared into proving that you're not racist, that proves we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And that's what cancel culture is across the board for whatever the discussion is. If you have to be scared into proving you're not uh, a bigot of one kind or another, mm-hmm. that's not solving any problems. All it is is creating some sort of weird police state where there is no justice. There's only the mob. Yeah. Society has taken legitimate calls for responsibility in things like Me Too, the original version of Black Lives Matter, all these, and moved from exposing true instances of misconduct that should come with repercussions to now trying to bring the same level of repercussions to anyone who does something scummy or even just something we disagree with socially or politically. Or in some cases, even people who align with us socially and politically, but don't do enough about it, such as Ellie Kempler who has agreed with everything this agenda has said, and yet still is not safe from being canceled. Mm -hmm. That's the point. No one is safe. No one does enough. There will never be enough. And that proves this is the wrong direction to go in. Mm -hmm. So what do we do as believers? What do we do now? 
is there, I mean, this is the thing with, with, you know, the end times, you know, is, is there coming back from this or is this just the national natural progression of what life is going to be like until things are over? Is there a way to come back? I think so. I want to believe so. I want to believe so. Even going back to the times of slavery. That was worse than now, obviously. And we were able to come back from that. Last week was Juneteenth. It's been made an official national holiday, finally, which it should have been a long time ago. Recognizing the 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 freedom of the last remaining slaves after the Emancipation Proclamation down in Texas. Mm-hmm. The last batch of slaves, I think 250,000 of them, were released on June 19th. Uh, I don't remember the year, but long time ago, 18-something. Uh, I mean, that that was coming back from a dark time in our nation. So I can't imagine that it's just going to be downhill for society forever until Jesus comes back. We can rebound little by little sometimes. Can't we come together? Can't we join hands? Can't we try to live amongst each other equally? We're never going to be able to repair things that happened in the past. We're never going to be able to to uh, remove hate uh, from everybody's heart. We're never going to be able to, uh, you know, pay a penance for things that our ancestors did. So why are we trying to say that that's the solution? Those are impossible goals. The only thing that we can do, the only thing that we we can do now is try our best to be our best together. Mm -hmm. No more separation. No more personal self-segregation. And no more blaming other people for problems that you have. Or forcing other people to bow to your will. No more becoming the thing that you want to remove from society. Mm -hmm. Mo and I aren't perfect. We're not claiming to be, and we're not claiming to have the answers to everything. But we do know this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. It's not even close. This went a lot deeper than I meant it to, (laughs) (laughs) which kind of happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're open to more conversation about this, and we're open to talking with more people about this. And if you have a different opinion than us or a different point of view, we want to hear it. Yeah. Contact us through our socials at the back row LTN. Uh, email us at, uh, at radio at lovethynerd.com. We would love to hear your side of things. Maybe even have you on the show for discussion. If we're wrong, we're willing to be proved wrong. But to not talk, mm-hmm. to not discuss, to not talk things out, but to immediately jump to the worst conclusion and then try to cancel somebody, it's not going to solve a problem. Mm-mm. Not going to solve one darn thing. Mm-mm. You can silence every hateful voice in the world. It doesn't mean they're going anywhere. 
You can change, silence every opinion you disagree with. Doesn't mean those are going to change. The only thing you can do is personal responsibility and doing your best to live in harmony with each other. Mm-hmm. As far as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone else. Mm-hmm. That'll make the world a better place. Calm response is turning away anger. Mm-hmm. Little by little, good things. That's what we want. That's what we want from you. We normally do a bad joke, but uh, as is common with Wednesday shows, they get a little deep and a little serious, and it doesn't feel appropriate to do a bad joke. So we're going to continue on. Uh, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll share something that we love. More Backroom Morning Show to come. Stick around. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share something that we love this week. Uh, so I don't think that it's a secret that I have gotten into docu-series on Netflix. I think I've talked about it before. Um, Remind me. Well, just the different docu-series on Netflix. Like what? Uh, Well, like Making a Murderer. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Um, recently, I started watching Trial by Media, and it goes back and it covers different trials, um, mostly from the 90s, that were highly influenced by the media coverage. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And it's been interesting. Super interesting. The first one that comes to my mind is the O.J. Simpson trial. So they haven't covered, I'm not that far into this okay. series yet. Is it like um, one thing every uh-huh. week? Okay. Yep. Um, the very first one was, do you remember oh, Jenny Jones, the talk show Jenny Jones? Yeah. Okay. So it was about a an episode that was filmed. It was never actually aired, but um, because of what was filmed, one of the guests ended up killing another guest. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. Oh, I think I remember that. Um, and so it yeah. was this whole trial on whether or not Jenny Jones was... Partially responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, because of the way that she covered it on her show. Yikes. Um, yeah. So it it is definitely... I enjoy watching things where I'm like, I don't know, where I'm pushed outside of my limits to kind of think outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. So... It's been really enjoyable, really enjoyable to see. Anyway, that's my that's my thing. Well, I'll move on with that then. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I kind of already talked about my new office on Monday. Uh, <laughs> I'm I feel like I might have talked about this on the show already, but I don't think it was one of my things. Uh, but I've actually rewatched it a second time uh, since then. There's a docu series on finding the identity of Q from QAnon. 
Okay. The whole far right wing conspiracy thing. Mm -hmm. There's it's a six part docuseries on HBO Max about trying to uncover who the who that person behind the Q account conspiracy stuff is. Uh, And it's done uh, very like apolitically, like it's not trying to pick a Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative side. Okay. It's really just kind of keeping these people in their own bubble. And explaining why some of them, you know, wholeheartedly believe in this, mm-hmm. and some are nuts, and it's about the people behind uh, the the like the message boards and wherever where he posted and all this, and uh, it's actually it was actually filmed over the course of I think three or four years, and so every episode is a jump in time, uh, and so you meet certain people in that first episode, and things change and break apart and whatever things go on, and. Uh, it's just, it's really compelling, really good. Um, and uh, I think whatever, as long as, long as you're not a, a QAnon believer, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but it was really, really well done. Really well done documentary. Uh, I don't remember... I think it's Q into the storm. I think what it's that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, or the oncoming storm or something like that. Something with a storm in it. Q <laughs> really and good. storm? Q and storm. Okay. If you search Q and storm on HBO Max, you'll find it. All right. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. You can find LTN Radio in the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. As always, make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air and at Love Thy Nerd. And to get more involved with our show and our other projects and to continue the conversation, you can join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com. You can also find us hanging out at the Love Thy Nerd community Facebook group and at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe rate five stars and leave a review all of that helps us out immensely join us tomorrow morning for our back road rewind as matt and i bring you back a classic episode of our morning show you were just rewinding back road rewind (laughs) (laughs) mo final thought be kind and rewind (laughs) once again i'm radio matt and i'm mo and remember if nobody else tells you we promise that it's true jesus Jesus loves loves you nerd. nerd